This is Sierra Pruitt, and welcome to the Image of God podcast. All are made in the image of God, created to cultivate beauty. And this is where we talk about creativity, faith, and real life stuff. So let's get started. Hey guys, I am here with my dear friend Tyler Linehan. He is a lifelong musician who's based in California. He's a piano player, he composes for film, and he's an audio engineer. And I'm so excited to have a conversation with him as he has great insight on navigating the creative process, the music industry, and creating and cultivating beauty in spaces. And I apologize in advance for some of the audio blips on my audio, but this is a work in progress, and this is my first ever conversation on this podcast. So I'm really excited. Let me know what you guys think and let's get started. When I was in middle school, I decided I wanted to write music for film. And um, I know, pretty crazy. (laughs) I kind of like, I more or less stuck with that throughout um, high school and went to college, studied some of that, and then kind of went right into the industry. Um, and kind of got to the point where I started to get pretty overwhelmed by kind of the intense, um, demands, I should say, of the industry. Um, and what was it about, oh, sorry, what was the demands of, what, what, what were they? Yeah, I just think, uh, I think one of the things you're told in the industry is to never say no. And that when you say no, right. it's kind of the end of your career. Um, wow. And so whenever you're, unless it's like, you're so successful that you can afford to say no, so to speak, you know, right. and yes, no I one really like, ever. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Like no one ever really believes that they're at that point until they're like actually a millionaire or something, which is just not true. Um, and so, um, yeah, so you're kind of told to say yes to everything. And so, of course, I did. Um, and that kind of translated to when you're actually working for people and they are, you know, at some points asking you to pull 24-hour days and you're like saying mm. yes and then realizing this isn't healthy for me. So, um, so yeah, I mean, one of the things I've had to learn over the years is how to, like, draw boundaries and say no. And I found that when I did that, my value actually went up. <laughs> And people started valuing that more. So, um, and I think the industry is starting to change now a bit. I think a lot of people, especially the younger millennial generation, even younger than that, are starting to see, hey, we don't want to be working. Like our our jobs aren't our lives and we want to have a life outside of work. Um, And so there's a lot more happening in the way of work ethics and, um, stuff like that now but not everyone's doing it yet and some of it has to be learned on your own um so that said i i like took some time away from that moved up to norcal um Mm. which for all you europeans is northern california (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was in london north california different from la by the way by the way very (laughs) yeah so i've been up here a few years getting ready to like probably make a transition soon um and back into uh like music more full-time um i mean i've been doing it remotely but not as intensely if that makes sense right 
so and i've been doing a lot of other things on that on on the side but music is kind of the thing that i've been doing most of my life and i'm best at and so it's something i kind of want to invest in again um now that i've had some time away had some time to kind of like get some self space and figure out who i am aside from all that you know um, yeah and like when you did the transition from southern la or whatever la to northern california like how is that transition with your music like do you feel like your music has been i don't know uh since you kind of went through burnout back in the industry and now you moved out music you're more creative in your music when you moved or less creative or uh yeah just take a break i would say both (laughs) um (laughs) yeah um that's a good question and when i'm still kind of unraveling myself Mm. i would say actually the past few weeks i'm having some pretty major self-realizations about how my relationship with music um Mm. i would say the longer i've been away from la the more and more i felt distanced from that and the more i have felt like i'm not qualified to do it again but which is funny because on the inverse i'm getting to actually experience like a higher dose of creativity in other areas like with other forms of music like i've been doing a lot more songwriting where that was never a thing i did before um and so Mm. i'm it's enabled me to actually get to know myself um but with that has come like when you feel distance from something for a while you start to kind of ask questions and i've had enough you know i guess hurtful situations or toxic situations in the industry where like people just aren't always nice and sometimes it gets to you the wrong way and yeah uh, you start to kind of think that oh maybe i'm not really cut out for this and um you start kind of believing it over time mm. and so it's funny though because i was going i was going through my uh i was just going through like my computer sorting through old <laughs> files and photos and like music amazing and it was really great because it was like it was reminding me of stuff that i'd done that used to never be a challenge for me and or it was a challenge, but it wasn't a challenge that scared me. It was just something that I enjoyed to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I, now I'm so like scared by those things and don't think that I'm qualified, you know. But going back and kind of like walking down memory lane has been really good, you know. It's shown me that oh, you're actually cut out for this stuff and you're really good at it. And if you just put a little bit more practice into it, it really comes down to the confidence, really. Yeah. Um, no, I believe that 100%. I think. I mean, photography is the same thing. Like, you can just compare yourself online every two seconds. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And there's always going to be somebody that's doing better than you or whatever. But I don't know. I think it all goes down to, like, identity and worth. And, like, some people that maybe aren't as qualified are actually doing things because they're more confident than the people that are qualified. You know what I mean? Totally. Which... I mean, that's another question. That's a whole other conversation. But that's a way that confidence works, right? <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Do you think like, mm, do you think like, relationship with God has gotten stronger through the realization, or I guess through the doubt, in a sense of like learning identity through music and kind of like your career and stuff like that. Like, are there like some things that God is saying like? Like, like you said, you're going down memory lane and you were like, okay, I 
see that I can do these things? And why did I believe the lies up until now seeing them? Sure. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, I think coming up to Northern California was a big jump, jump of faith in of itself. And so I think that alone was big, right. for, big for seeking after the Lord. Um, I think though, so again, these aren't really like yes or no questions for me. So like in some ways yeah. it's helped strengthen in other ways it's, it's been really challenging. Um, I grew up in a very like, like intense religious environment um, where it was like probably like borderline cultish, you know, it was like, there was so much, it was so much obsession with like pursuing God. And that was literally like what everything was built around the, the life of the church um, and the pursuit of theology. And so even though, even though I really like started pushing on that, like those walls quickly and starting asking questions and experienced a lot of consequences from that for that, um, in, in my, uh, home church for, you know, doing those kinds of things. Um, I still had to learn, I have had to learn recently that like, not all of life is about like, just like this stressful pursuit of God. Like that's not really how it's, it's almost <laughs> like thriving rather than actually having a relationship with him. Totally. Almost. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, with all the music stuff mixed in there, I think the longer I've been away from music being kind of my focus, it's been, I've, I don't know, I've just been having these really big realizations. I've been walking through, you know, I've walked through a lot of depression myself. I've walked mm -hmm. through more recently with a couple of other friends who are just dealing with severe depression. And um, it's really interesting because you know, I'm a, I'm an Enneagram four with kind of, Woo! yes, same. Is that you too? Okay. Yes. I, I have kind of a three wing. Oh, well, I have, I would say I have a very prominent three wing. I have, you know, it's some people have kind of two wings. I have more of like a, I have a little bit of a five wing too, but that's not because I've like developed it. It's just something that I like. Right. So ingrained into me growing up. And um, wait, we need to tell the, the people what Enneagram is because some people and oh. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Some people in the UK or Europe don't even know what it is yet. So, oh, got it. But I've tried to get all of you on it. So, if you guys are listening, please do the Enneagram test, Google it. But the four is basically what the individualist. So, right? The individualist? Am I getting Yeah, so there's nine types. The four, yes, the explain. type four is kind of typically the more, um, kind of like it's really hard to there's the really like most complex types the romantic it's, dramatic temperamental sensitive art, yeah artistic emotional, emotional introverted be different from everybody else like, introspective <laughs> yeah um and so they're they're kind of like core driving like purpose <laughs> like they're, yes. the thing that matters most of them is authenticity right. slash like uniqueness so right um, this is us for four and this is true for anybody i mean these are all true for everyone but especially for right. four um if they can't connect with the authentic part of themselves it's really hard to like have a purpose in life and that's for us i kind of been having some big realizations because i even like walking other friends through you know even at times like suicidal like 
uh, kind of suicidal places where mm. you have kind of a similar personality and realizing seeing it in them like where they have like through just through trauma through like tough experiences through toxic work environments over time have kind of like compromised who they really think they're supposed to be so that they can fit into a social environment well, and yeah. over time that just becomes so more and more depressing and I've done the same thing in my life you know where you know I've I've even over the past few years have doubted you know maybe like music isn't what I'm supposed to be doing or mm. you know maybe like I'm asking the wrong questions in church or <laughs> like these kinds of things right and when you after a while that can become so taxing on you that you just like that kind of becomes what drives depression in a lot of ways which just is just designed to take you out you know yeah um and so i've had a lot of i've had a few like full circle moments lately where um i've like no i've i feel like we've i feel like we're getting off track but um that like i can see that like paired with back to your question about how has that strengthened my faith or whatever yeah um like I've gotten really frustrated in my faith in those moments. Cause I like, I've put, I've tried so hard to like pursue God, do the right things. And like, mm-hmm. here I am in this season where like, I feel like I'm so detached from like, I'm so unhappy and I don't know why. And as I've started asking those questions, I've come back to, Oh, maybe it's cause I'm like, maybe it's time to actually like pick up music again full time and like make that my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is more of a recent realization. So I'm still walking through this and figuring out what that looks like, how to do that. Um, cause I, you know, I do a lot of other stuff on the side. I've, you know, I have like a mural project in town and which I know you wanted to ask about, but yes, I have a whole murals. lot of other stuff like <laughs> that I've loved doing for years and it's been hard to figure out where to place all of it. Um, but I'm realizing more and more that like all these other things that I've really enjoy are also just kind of meant to be side things, you know, which I've always mm-hmm. known, but. Yeah. I uh, feel like it's hard sometimes as. I don't know. For me, I've always been like fashion photography. Well, not always, but the past four years have that's like my thing. And like I did nothing outside of that. You know what I mean? Creative. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like, but then it brings it's like you have people that are super, yes, I'm fashion photography all in, like that's my thing. I'm not doing anything else. Or you have people that literally have every single type of like murals and then you have an Instagram that you, where you curate art and then you're doing music and then it, like there's so many things. So right. like, I don't know. Well, I think that's the, I think that's the tension of, so back to, even to back yeah. to the Enneagram thing, but this is not just Enneagram for our type. Like this is a lot of people, I think. Mm. So I grew up in LA, which is like a very high achievement performing city. Yes. Um, and I'm like, an, I'm like, an artistic kind of reclusive type of person in the midst of that mm. which is a very like difficult difficult tension to walk in um, yeah. because you have a part of yourself that is a true artist in a sense and will always fight to preserve that and will always sabotage success <laughs> a lot of times to do that but then you're then you're caught in the tension between like myself being pretty highly creative uh very entrepreneurial um i i almost don't even know if i'm entrepreneurial as much as i am just a visionary and so i become an entrepreneur to to satisfy the visionary when it's maybe not always the right thing to do um so i just i'm always since a kid i've always been like starting projects 
like looking for business ideas and places. But then on the other hand, there's this, there's this kind of artist side of me. And so I'm, I'm kind of going through this process now figuring out how do I still be true to my visionary without kind of compromising all these other aspects of myself to accomplish that, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's why I'm learning how to like find other people to run with that. Like, you know, that maybe are like, I, I could, I've learned to do a lot of things that to survive that I don't necessarily need to keep doing, you know, like I've learned okay. to become extremely administrative, extremely OCD task oriented when I need to be, but those things don't necessarily like feel like those aren't f- fuel for me either. Like they don't make me come alive. They're just things I've had to do. And so knowing that about myself and figuring out, okay, well, if I want to, you know, start a public art program or I want to like do all these other ventures at some point in my life, um, many of which I've started and failed and, you know, are kind of are working on the side um, or, or are in progress. Like there's, there's strategy there and like figuring out how to like pair up with people who actually do some of these other things really well and they actually love doing them and that's what they're passionate about. And they will, they will go do the organizing, the event planning, the fundraising, all those things that make me want to pull my hair out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I feel, I mean, yeah, it's just a healthy balance, isn't it? Because maybe if you're doing so many things, you can't focus on one thing. So you aren't not like, maybe the I don't really like that term but like you're not prioritizing one thing like you said now you're doing a lot of things not prioritizing music almost like doing a lot of things and not actually getting anything done with it is that right I don't know if that I mean I'm getting stuff done but I think I I'm I'm on the verge of experience I've this past year I've been experiencing a lot of internal burnout myself Mm, I think because of there's a number of reasons I'm still kind of in the middle of uncovering all this and figuring out why but yeah um, I'm just I'm coming face to face again with the fact that like like music is like a huge part of me and it's not something I should like run away from because I'm you know I've, I've done it I've done a ton of stuff with music and I've like I've gone really far really quickly and had to take a break from that because it was overwhelming but now i'm like it's just sometimes you just got to turn things off until you can figure out how to balance them yes like, you so know. you moved to northern california yeah yes. and so it. and i've still been a full-time musician here doing yeah. a lot of remote re- remote work a lot of remote audio work you know production for people here and there do you um, feel like more rested though i feel like that would be more oh absolutely 100 yes yeah wow but it's funny though I feel rested in music, but I found also that in the meantime, I was filling my time with other things to stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> you so I'm can't learning... get away from the stress, can you? <laughs> sure. No, it's we really can become addicted to distraction and distress and stress. Yes, one hundred percent. I agree. So I'm getting better too, like figuring out how to balance these other things, and so it's. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm making a ton of progress, um, and you know, I have, I have a way more clear sense now of like how to like place things. And, you know, I've still been successful in some sense with, with a lot of these side things I've done, but I'm realizing too, that's like, I can only be so successful about something I'm only like so passionate about or so, yes. for, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And if you keep doing something you're not wired for 
especially for someone with my personality type, like it's just, it's just going to be very depressing and it's going to make you not want to keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. no, I mean, that was like the same with me. Some, some photography, I don't know, jobs or just things that weren't really in my, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes like just doing stuff for income or, just because you wanted experience, et cetera. But it's like something that you're not even wanting to go into. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I was like, why did I do that? Like, it, honestly, any difference for me to do it in the work that I'm, or in that work field that I'm in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, to be on, I don't know, to be more on like a, not one-minded track. Like we have to be open, but. Yeah. To know like what we want and to actually like do the things and say yes that are actually going to be um right for that path that we want to go into which yeah music is for you fashion photography is for me so but also saying no to a lot of opportunities too because we can't do everything like you said you can't yeah it's not just yeah maybe saying no to opportunities is the one thing i'm having to learn now because i'm in a position where I actually have ability to make a lot of cool opportunities happen, but I have to like, <laughs> I'm learning how to say no. I think the thing I've had to learn to say no more to is kind of the demands of a certain job. Like mm. when you're, when you're in a place where like you have people you're working for that are like demanding that you work a certain amount of hours or like as a freelancer, you have to really learn this because there's not like, anyone there like you can't there's not anyone there forcing you to take your half hour break and yes yes your lunch you know right um which is i hate that like i hate being in in hourly jobs because of that reason i like having my own autonomy and freedom and all that but then you also have to learn like people think the biggest thing you have to learn is how to motivate yourself where it's like i don't really have i mean i struggle with that sometimes but like some sometimes the other thing i have I've had to really work on is just how to say no like yes yes um because if I I was so scared for the longest time that when I said no or if I drew a boundary in the sand drew a line in the sand that like I would get fired or uh and then if you get fired then they badmouth you to all of their friends and then you never get hired in the industry again and your life is over you know and it's just like right right now that I look (laughs) Now that I look back, it seems like a ridiculous thought, but it's no, it's a very real thought that thing. a lot of no, like a lot of people actually believe that. Yeah, I, I mean, I learned. Uh, I don't think I learned late, but uh, honestly, like that was the biggest struggle for me was like negotiation and saying no, or just knowing yeah. your worth boundaries and like knowing that okay, I'm only going to be on my computer from nine to five, and that's it. Don't answer emails at ten p.m. or yeah. If somebody, I don't know, texts you or emails you or whatever that is a part of the job late at night to not answer till the next morning because you don't have to, right? Stuff like that. Like little things. Yeah. Little things. Totally. Man. Yeah. Boundaries. No, it's true. I think my friend, one of my friends was a freelancer and she like loves Jesus. She was like, I feel like boundaries is like a huge thing that we're we're maybe taught maybe just taught to say yes to everything (laughs) or i don't know it's it's weird because i just thought that every good opportunity a yes right 
but it not, it's sure. not. And um, and I think God had to really like shape me and this is your worth and you don't, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't have to owe anybody anything in the sense of like, <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah. But no, you're right. I mean, I you're think not it's... like a push. What are the dolls called? I don't know. You're not just going to be like a pushover, right? Like pushover, God doesn't yeah. like create pushovers. Like, <laughs> you know, we're I not think, here yeah. to please man, right? Please God and like whatever we're going to do and like all the boundaries that we set for ourselves is like for God and for us as well. And that's one of those things. I thought that I had to people please because I had to be nice and like God is not about nice. <laughs> no way. And totally. that makes sense where you're, you're, you're literally pleasing because you're sure. afraid. Yeah. And I think, that's I think that's where the past three years for me have been like, I've put so much work into myself, like getting to, yeah. um, and, and so, and there's like different ways to approach that. I think for people who grew up in the church and they're like really invested in the Christian tradition, like it makes a lot of sense to like do that in a church environment. But I think for even mm. people that aren't like, aren't in the, aren't in like a church or something like that. I just, it's, it's about like just getting to know your heart and getting to know yourself. And, um, and I mean, that's important whether you're in the church or not. I've had, that's what I've had to learn. Like I, I got so obsessed with seeking God that I never actually got to know myself in my life. And I never could actually tell who was speaking at the end of the day, you know, um, because I had such a, built-in self-loathing mechanism that would shut down anytime I tried to ask for anything or speak about anything and so wow so it's like getting you to ask God like God I want this or stuff like that or what yeah like I, I literally just had to like it got so intense that like I had to basically just shut it all off like I had to turn off like going to church for a while just to kind of like reset um mm and like reboot like my system and figure out okay who's tyler like before any of this stuff is added into it you know um and and like seeing like part of that was seeing a therapist like on a very regular basis for a amazing while. i'm still am actually and like learning how to separate thoughts from emotions and realizing they're two different things and they're not always what we think like half of what we think is emotions in our head is actually us thinking about what we're afraid to feel you know and right um, and so doing all of that like helps you really get connected to your heart and figure out hey what do i like what's the kindest thing i can do for my heart in this situation like what do i actually what is the deepest part of me actually want in this situation like what's what's going to make me happy and that helps you make so many decisions when it comes to saying no or yes to things you know um yeah you can, you can, like if something is proposed to you like I can now tell when I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety about it before just saying yes because I'm afraid to lose something, you know? Yeah, it because you it's like so we fear grief. that we're going to lose everything, even though it's only just one thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people, they can get there by, you know, asking asking God what to do in that situation. Other people, it's about asking themselves, you know, I think at the end of the day, both are pretty cl close to that same experience. But it's, yeah, because I think it's so you're... rewarding. What? Sorry. It's so rewarding to just have to like put that work in to know yourself, um, yeah. So that you can navigate those situations. Yeah, and I think like when we're obviously like chasing, I don't know. We all have like God-given desires, and like sometimes 
we can, like you said, get confused. Emotions or desire, or the thoughts in our heads, like, are like a fleshly desire, and then there's God desires, and we don't know what's actually like one or the other sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's so, like, cool that, like, you're able to now, like, look at things and be like, okay, what actually is this like a desire given to me from God or is a desire that just, I was just feeling it. Right. <laughs> I don't totally. know. For me, that's like a four thing where I'm like, is this just my feelings or is this God or like what's happening? Cause I feel like now on the, on knowing that I want to do fashion photography and I don't even know in what capacity I want to do freelance in house, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of like yeah. learning. Okay. Like what do you like, what is your, <laughs> What is your flesh want and what is your, like, what is your desire that, like, you ultimately want in your life? Not just, like, what I want now. Like, I want to, okay, cool. But, like, that's not going to, like, I don't know. Totally. Be the fulfillment of life. Because I think millennials and just, like, the Western culture right now, we think career is going to be the most utmost fulfillment of our life. And then we're always disappointed at the end of the day. Totally. So, I don't know. Right now, my journey, I guess, is just figuring out okay what does like god want and like i obviously want what he wants in my life so like either way like it's gonna be good because he's there yeah and yeah i'm actually chasing after him and that's amazing that you're doing therapy because i think that's huge and oh yeah i think every person in the world should be doing it i know <laughs> i need to start doing it honestly <laughs> no seriously i it's been it's totally changed my life and um it's it's not easy it's hard it's really hard it's hard work yeah. it's like um, being convicted face to face like you're doing this wrong oh like, totally maybe not she doesn't or he and doesn't so many people that. like experience this in charismatic environments where some people are like they say they don't need it because they have holy spirit or something and i'm like oh please like <laughs> we still need help. like yeah i'm not even gonna comment on that right now <laughs> <laughs> the holy yeah 100 like i i agree i mean we're we all need help <laughs> we all need yeah we're all broken we can't just like mask it right uh totally it's, i don't think god damns therapy definitely it's not. just i just think so few of us really actually know ourselves and i think the more in touch you get with yourself you start looking around and seeing how many people are like just not happy with themselves or they're mm. acting in like even people that are really spiritual people you're like dude like you're so internally conflicted right and like and you can s start to see it and it's like man like uh it's just it's just good to be balanced like yeah get wisdom from mul multiple sources <laughs> and like and you know it's okay to trust trust things that have been tried and tested over a long time from multiple different sources it's just good to be balanced yeah so yeah anyways very true very true that you did murals and you're doing that in a small town and you're bringing an arts culture into a small town how'd you navigate that what was your and your passion with all of that um, yeah, so kind of the way I explain it is that I've, growing up in the church, I've been 
increasingly passionate to see well you know i grew up in la in a in a really big church like a mega church but it was like a traditional mega church so it, it mm. did it really valued like a high level of excellence in music but didn't really value a whole lot else in the arts um right and so i think having that on display was really cool growing up because i got to see how many good musicians or like i just got to see the art supported like music supported in my church like as an actual like almost micro industry in a sense well wow. um, and then when i started getting into college i started thinking a lot about more in terms of the visual arts you know i think when instagram blew up back in like 2012 2013 that started becoming really big uh and like people were doing insta meets and all that that's kind of when i started getting involved too and i think that's when i met you as well um this probably oh how, yeah Insta-meets is that how we met day. yeah i think we met in portland or something um yes, yes. and that was like kind of how i started i mean i'd always liked photography you know i always tried to do photography on the side but was never like good at it and i just kind of like always wished i was good at it and <laughs> anyways <laughs> and so i would like get an instagram and go to these meets and like i was always remember when they did those um when instagram would do like the featured accounts oh my or gosh, whatever the weekend hashtag project that thing well that but also they did like you become like a featured user oh, or yes, suggested, suggested user, user. Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> and we all like i remember we all wanted it so bad yes i it, well, our only claim to fame was on instagram i know guys. because you get like thousands of followers yeah like i then, how i got followers i'm yeah. telling all the masses now that then i they, got followers to that suggested <laughs> and now they're thing. all like fake accounts that don't yeah i mean i don't know yeah it's either accounts that like they made like somebody made an account followed me and like never went on instagram again (laughs) i know it's hilarious real people i never got it though so i was always like i was always really upset that i never got it but then Mm. one time instagram shared one of my photos like they posted it on their account wow and i got like a thousand followers in a day mad and that's why I have like 2,000 followers instead of 1,000 followers on Instagram. So anyone who thinks I earned that is deceived. You kind of earned it, though. I mean, <laughs> come on. It was actually... Instagram thought it was worthy. So a thousand a cool other photo, people though. thought it was also worthy. All it right? was like one of those Jumpstagram photos down in uh, like San Diego. Wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. Jumpstagrams. Guys, if you're young, you're not going to know any of this. But know, all the Gen Zers won't know. I know, but this was literally our life. Like we'd go out to a mountain or something, do a jumpstagram, and it was literally somebody who freaking jumped in front of it, and then you caught the jump, and then you just posted it, and everyone was obsessed with that. <laughs> yeah, it was the coolest thing. It was. It was fun. Honestly, uh, those missed- were the glory. Where Instagram became a consumeristic, commercial kind of thing now where everyone's a business and nobody's like real anymore (laughs) yeah we all knew it was coming i know anyway Um, so you you didn't anyways so i started getting into like the instagram community a bit more and i think that perked my interest for visual art so I, i just remember at that time i was in i was a bit younger in terms of the crowd of people that were doing that 
um that was a very millennial thing and I was like just on the tail end of that but Mm. I was so I was a senior in high school at the time and I noticed that was like so this was like right before like the insta meets were happening like started happening where like Instagram was bought by Facebook and they made all these changes so they were like there was all like the big thing on Instagram at that time was like the people who would like take like make typography things like on their like they would like do typography designs and they would they would like overlay all of these like weird shapes and stuff onto their pictures Mm. and I don't know if you remember any of that but it was like yeah I remember there was kind of like a big like niche on like Instagram that of community that like did that and so and I noticed like how many of them are Christians because they would post like they were all like youth group people and so I was like oh I'll make this page that like is like a home base for everybody and I like hit up a bunch of these like bigger influencer but this is like before people even use the word influencer it's just so stupid yes so, like yes. all these like <laughs> big accounts on Instagram and I'll have them all like talk like promote it the day it opens and so I did that and I called it art of faith because it was like the only thing that was available on Instagram and um and it like blew up overnight like a ton of people joined the page and so we like did features and and then it kind of grew from there to be more of like a devotional tool and since that it just kind of like continually changed and evolved as my faith like expanded and deconstructed at times and like got reignited and it just like it kind of was a project that I kind of just put on hold and forgot about and when I went to college to do music full-time um but I think what that really perked in me was this like desire to see so I keep using the word perks that's such a weird word I think what (laughs) stirred in me I think what stirred in me was this um passion to see like the arts really become excellent back in the church and I I put a lot of effort into like bringing art of faith back at the time when I was in college as like a magazine and I started interviewing Christian artists and like looking at this issue. Um, And I think over time, I just, I kind of lost interest in that only because I personally was losing interest in the church. I was like, I'm kind of exhausted of talking about this and no one really cares. Like people care about it, but it's like, honestly, the best stuff is still coming out of just like normal people doing their thing and not trying to, like attach Jesus to it you know Mm. and but then when I moved to Reading it was uh it became a kind of a a desire of mine to see how can like a city that's kind of run down and is trying to reemerge like how can how can we bring art to a city like this where like like let's make if we if we can't do this in the church like let's do it in a city you know like because if at the end of the day like if we want to see the stuff work in an organization like it's gonna have to like work in real life you know yeah i think i got just kind of tired about talking about it like writing articles and interviewing and i was realizing too as i was doing that like i don't like recording an interview with someone and then transcribing it and writing an article like that was so exhausting and i hated it (laughs) (laughs) um and so i got into this space of like well let's let's figure out how to like actually do this. Like, how can we improve the value of art in like in an actual region, you know? Right. Um, And so then I started thinking a lot about public art, you know, like public art is a great way to like 
murals and such are a great way to like not just talk about why you should value something but put art in front of someone's face who's never seen it and let it do its job you know you don't have to sit there and say here's why you should think that this is beautiful you know like the bottom yeah. line is if it's beautiful people will like it you know not everyone will love it but if enough people like it, it'll convince the others you know? <laughs> um yeah so that's what I've been working on in writing for a while. Uh, we have a couple of big street artists we've been working with, trying to get them into the city. The hardest thing has been funding, honestly, getting money for all this. Uh, that's where you kind of do have to convince people it's worth investing in before they see it. And that's tricky. And so mm. doing that for the past couple of years has been very exhausting, largely because I've been working with a couple of organizations that have been a nightmare to work with. Um, but aside from that, uh, I've learned a ton. Um, I've we've gotten quite a bit of stuff done we still have a long way to go in terms of what I consider to be successful for a city but um, I think my strategy currently is as we're getting more of these projects done to like find other people who are like invested here long term to like help make this a reality you know like it's really intended to be a gift to a city because I like see myself here my whole life (laughs) and Uh, have you like found any Christian muralists is that what you would call some um no i don't think so my goal hasn't really been to focus on christians it's just like like how do i get art in the city like i'll i'll go with anybody you know right right um and i think the trick you're a christian and you do murals hit up tyler i haven't met met anybody (laughs) totally i I think the challenge in a town like this is because there's there's a couple of really big churches and they kind of hog the spotlight when it comes to any kind of artistic community and because they're the only ones who are really mastering social media and are really drawing in people from around the world um, and attracting that kind of talent and so meanwhile the local community kind of feels overlooked or they're just not really finding their expression because the kind of art you find in mega churches anyways let's be honest it's like very like it's kind of catered for a very specific audience and there's not really much else outside of that. Right. Plus you know? like there's going to be people on the streets that will never walk into a church. Right. So totally how do you bring the excellent, like what you said, how do you bring the excellence of the church or just like art in general through like, I don't know, a God lens onto the streets and literally like what totally. you said, like here's a mural and you're just going to look at it. And you have no choice because it's on yeah. the building and you're walking past it. Honestly, I think that's great. Totally. And it does it's like doesn't doesn't play any preference to what kind of belief system you have. It's just there and it's for everybody. And uh and that's what's been cool is like yeah. I mean I'm just like I just love talking to normal people, you know, like and being normal out. people. But <laughs> I'm not normal. No, 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 you are. I'm totally teasing. I'm just uh <laughs> In the town I'm in, there's kind of a divide between like religious culture and like everyone else who doesn't partake. And there's, uh, and it's sad that it's there. But the cool part is about is when you just like kind of get rid of those goggles uh, and just just yeah. go out and see who wants to show up. You get you get a lot of really cool like different people you'd meet. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, I'm I just love unity. So I mean. I mean, Not Jesus about. was, he's all for it, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus, he's Jesus the one was that in the synagogues, but. That everyone else said not to, right? So. 
Oh yeah. He was in the as much as he hung out with the quote unquote church, he was in all the places the church would never go. So Yes. Look at that. That's a that's a quote right there. That's a quote right there. That's a quote. So that's kind of my Yes, I honestly That's why I've been doing this thing in Reading because I'm like I wanna inspire people and I want people to enjoy beauty and like so that's that's my visionary and i'm learning more and more how to like like i'm very entrepreneurial but i'm like not necessarily the person who wants to like like i'm okay getting something started but i have to like figure out like strategic ways to get other people involved so that's not like taking the life out of me (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah because Um, so it's it's something clearly that i'm i'm sure you can hear that i'm very passionate about and have invested you know probably thousands of hours into but uh it's still kind of like that's the challenge right is figuring out how do i as an artist who has my own things i want to do how do i like really stay true to myself while also like doing all these other things i have passions for so yeah um, you guys so hopefully your... it's not all wasted <laughs> we'll see no because you did your first mural you had somebody do their first mural right yeah we had someone do a mural recently that was great um, and See, then I have... you got started and you finished something. That's already an accomplishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, we have some other ones that are very big, big projects that I, I here's here's my problems here is I still have this yeah. three wing that I need to high achieve. And so I go for like Me. the most challenging, the hardest thing I can find. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do it better than anyone else has done. Literally and, Me. Like... <laughs> and it's cool because it's like, you actually get stuff done that a lot of people can't do because you yes. have that mentality, but then you also will find yourself in the middle of it. Like what in the world did I do? Like this <laughs> right. has been the biggest nightmare of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to get rid of the perfectionist side. Yeah. The achieve. Oh, totally. No, honestly, because as a four year unsatisfied with everything, <laughs> almost, I mean, you do something and you're like, that's not good enough. I need to do something bigger. That's not good it enough. It is crazy to think about, though, that like a year ago, I I was thinking about having to raise $10,000 on a project and I was so like overwhelmed by the thought of $10,000. Like, I've never seen that much money in my freaking life. You right. Know? And now like, now like I'm on the other side of it like a year later and like, I have a lot more money than that I'm trying to raise, you know, and I've raised at least yeah. that much already, but it's just, it's wow, funny. Amazing. It's funny that like, I'm sorry. I use the word funny a lot. What I meant to say <laughs> is interesting. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's cool to see how that, like those challenges become easier over time. Um, yeah, that's and- so true. I mean, like even coming to London was like a huge step, but now when you're here, city is huge and intimidating and blah and then you're here and you're in it and you're in the industry and you're working it's not big anymore you know or as scary Mm -hmm. as you might think um totally yeah i that's definitely i go through that a lot and i always have to ground myself and ask god for i don't know just (laughs) to stop me while i'm going you know yeah and they're like jesus i know that i can't be a perfectionist because being like it's not gonna happen i'm gonna make mistakes and it's 
it's fear of failure or something but it's like you want to do like the biggest thing and then you have this fear of failure like with you this whole time and then if you do fail it's like it's you or something <laughs> like I yeah mean, with me as a four that's how i feel when yeah i start something and it fails or it's not as good and even the podcast like after the third episode i was like is this even <laughs> worth it am i even good i don't understand i feel like i'm just talking and nobody's listening i'm like why did i start this i'm like nope no nope. oh cool but then, yeah don't so here this is why like and i've been dealing with so much of this lately like literally the past dude. couple like this past year has been like that every single day like i just Whoa. wanted to give up on everything but like i think it's funny though even talking with you because this just reminds me again like even why i wanted to do this this writing arts thing is like the I wanted it to generate community too. And even mm. Art of Faith at one point was like, I really focused on building a community from it. Yeah. I think, and I think that's so, so, so crucial to have people who think kind of like you, who are adventurous like you, who are out there trying to do stuff too. And not just having like one person who does it, but trying to like actually build a community. And that's something I've, I've never been good at building a community, but I've always had kind of a passion for it. And I think, I've, I, I'm a, kind of a natural networker, so I, I help p- people together really well, but yes. Oh my gosh. Kind of one of the, yeah. That's, that's kind of one of the things I want to actually, uh, like not forget about. Um, I'm glad you actually brought this up because it's, it's one of those things that's always kind of been in the background. There's like a need wherever I've, especially like in, like where I am in Reading, where it's like, there's some people actually in the city who are trying to like get stuff done and are always really discouraged because it's a really hard place to get stuff changed yeah um, and but something happens when you get together in a room with people who are all going after the same giant <laughs> yes and, uh whether it's their own work or it's you know work for kind of a public experience um it's it's really good to just get people in the room who like think like you and talk like you and have the same struggles and it it kind of brings out this confidence that you forgot existed you know because i think that I mean, if you're a freelancer or you work by yourself, you're always by yourself all the time and you're isolated. And then, yes. I mean, for me, I don't know. I've had the struggle of like, okay, fashion photography, what am I doing? And, you know, I'm just taking pictures. That's it. Like, nothing's happening. I don't feel, but that's probably not what actually happens. And then I, like, right when you're saying, oh, community, community, that's like literally what is the same like jesus on the table and Mm -hmm. i have always built community in church outside of church etc like i've always been that person that's like community first etc and it's like how do we do that with art right i don't know it's hard like loki i I wanted the (laughs) podcast because i was like this will actually be a community of artists who are like all christian and all kind of want you know to do excellence like you said like we can't just focus on worship and then speaking and that's it or whatever like there's so much uniqueness and talent within the body of christ and like how can we actually expand and like you know that whole like saying about like gather and scatter we're like as a church we do gather but we need to need to build murals out in the city like <laughs> you know what i mean or oh yeah just go out and daily like be in the world but 
it, right? We can't just be in our little bubbles creating and only doing that, but like to actually expand and like you said, meet people outside of um community or whatever and actually totally. doing stuff with them because it's like partnering with them, right? And it's not like, oh, you're this and I'm this and we're divided like um I'm better than you or whatever, whatever. But totally. that we can all kind of work together. Um and, well, I think uh, if you're someone who follows Jesus or considers yourself a Christian, I think one of the best things you can do is just bring beauty to people's lives, you know? And that's it. Yes. It's really simple. Sorry. Yeah. And that's, you know, anything and anything and everything that you can do that like take people like to help connect people with people and connect people with themselves. Like that's, that's a very sacred, uh, endeavor. So yeah. and art, art just has a way of doing that you know um and you know if you're like if you're living in a area that's like kind of run down and needs help like just go start putting art up you know and get out there and do it that is so impressive I am but this is my plug for reading if you want to come to reading and you're an artist come we need to <laughs> it actually is a very very beautiful place to live and we have a lot of artists in the town that are hanging out and getting together and starting to do stuff so I honestly it's, feel like Reading is a retreat, man, because it totally is. I feel like it's it's lacking in create in creativity in the sense of like, okay, if you're in in the LA or New York or London, it's like hyper creative, and then you sure. are in this box, right? And yeah. you can't get out of it, and you feel like you have to produce all the time. But maybe you actually live in a space where it's not there yet, but you have space to actually create and maybe more. I don't know. You can breathe, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, it's like that's you got lakes and mountains, and it's a very huge outdoor community, which you don't have to be an outdoors person necessarily to love it here, but it's like, yeah. great. There's lots of, like, little beaches you can go to, places on, like, we have a really gorgeous river trail that's, like, many miles long, and you can bike and walk and all this cool stuff, and oh. it's a cool place. I need to yeah. road trip there. Reading wow. is actually very it's 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 been hard for me to live here as a musician. Um he's not like super active as like a church musician, you know. Um personally this is like not my thing as much. But I so that's why I, I'm gonna have to get more of I mean I I'm I think Reading is always gonna be a second home for me, you know, and I'll be wow. sorry, we're talking a lot about Reading, I don't know why. But uh, it's a big yeah, I think low key it's encouraging because then people of people of the interweb, if you live in a space like this, you can bring art clearly to your community. Oh yeah, mural, and people that live in the city get out more. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> because you need to go and retreat for a second, especially if you're creative, because if you're living in this like burnout and excessive resources just anything that's like too much information go to a place like Reading. if you don't have a ready near you if you don't live there there's got to be a, come on the english countryside i don't know anything but yeah beautiful yeah beautiful follow, man. follow us at reading arts if you want oh yeah at reading arts on instagram follow it i will put it in the description on the podcast but yep. for talking to me.
You're welcome. Thanks for having me as your wow. first interview guest. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yes. Oh, do you have, sorry. Do you have an Instagram, your personal Instagram? What is it? Uh, it's ty.rex. Ty.rex. Perfect. That's his Instagram. You can follow him there, which obviously he follows writing arts as well. So you can follow all the things. If you have questions for him, send him a DM. <laughs> Let's see yeah. if anybody sends you a DM. That Hopefully be- you have like five listeners. Five listeners. <laughs> I'm just teasing. You probably have a lot, actually. <laughs> I will never disclose, Tyler. Never. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never disclose your stats. It's only one, usually. My mom. Aw. I know. <laughs> your mom's name is Christy, huh? How do you know that? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I stalk you on social media. That is creepy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shout out to my mom, Christy. Sup, Christy? Hi. Okay. I'm going to end this now. Also, I feel like John but... is probably listening, so I have to say hi to John. Hi, oh, John. Yeah. Hey, John. <laughs> shout out to the peeps <laughs> anybody else you want to shout out your mom your brother uh, my mom will or... definitely not be listening to this okay well <laughs> hi Taylor's mom if you're ever listening to this maybe in the future <laughs> I'm saying hi <laughs> <laughs> anyway nice talking to you thank you for being on the podcast thanks yo love you love you okay guys us on at image dot of dot god all right that's where you get all the podcasts i'll post more things and this is over so have a good week and stay blessed <laughs> all right adios Bye.